up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, John Parks, Executive Vice President of Run Racing, and Dr. Craig Smith, Director of the Center for First Amendment Studies at CSULB, all on Straight Talk tonight. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of the program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom. Still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory. Let us join our fellow man. History will write the Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host... Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our first guest is John Parks, uh, the Executive Vice President of Run Racing. John, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here today. The Long Beach International Citibank Marathon coming up on uh, Sunday, October 9th, just keeps growing. Yes, every year running has just been booming and Long Beach is just becoming more and more renowned as one of the fantastic marathon and half marathon events in the nation. And you've been involved and Run Racing has been involved for, for a number of years and it continues to grow and gather momentum and strength and sponsorships and runners each year. Absolutely. Um, you know, health and fitness is so important to our community and we're really Southern California's fall marathon event. And we were really blessed last year with a great compliment. There was a runner, Yolanda Holder, out of the Los Angeles area that ran 106 marathons and broke the Guinness Book of World oh Records God. in one year. The Times, LA Times interviewed her and asked her of those, all those events, which one was most fun? Yeah. And she said Long Beach. Wow. Well, let's look at... Uh, uh, a wonderful shot that's on the cover of a book that you uh, have about the runners and the beautiful sights of downtown Long Beach. And also the Press-Telegram had a front page photograph, a magnificent photograph of thousands of your runners uh, a year ago on October 10th. So uh, this creates a lot of excitement for the community. Downtown looks fantastic. 
Absolutely. I mean, really, Marathon is the Marathon Weekend. We have over 50,000 that come to our Health and Fitness Expo on Friday and Saturday to come pick up their race gear and their bib and their timing chip and, and uh, just get ready for the race. And all the participants get free entry into the Aquarium of the Pacific through nice. their race bib. And we're really doing some neat things to make our event in Long Beach nationally unique. We're attempting to make the event a 26.2-mile art experience. Tell us about that, because I see that art is being increasingly focused. Well, the vision that we have long-term is just envision the Rose Parade, but instead of sitting in the stands, you're running through it. And marathons have different themes, and the rock and roll theme has been around for many years now. But we think art and an art experience is just so unique. And Long Beach has this really thriving art community. And we want, to, we want to inspire artists from all over Southern California to be a part of something really unique. And the running and the energy and the artwork yeah. combined is just absolutely... Well, I love the fact that traditionally you always have community groups uh, giving out water and uh, carbo fixes on different corners and occasionally there are bands there. And even if you're not running, and God bless, I'm not a runner, but I can empathize and feel energized by watching these folks do what they're doing. Yeah, it is really amazing. Well, we, the community has just been so supportive. Uh, we get over 2,000 volunteers on race day. All the different community groups and organizations work in the water stations and, and at the start and finish line and hanging medals over people's necks and things like that. If you've never been to the marathon, yeah. Come and watch it. It's, it's very uplifting, I, I guarantee that. And I know that uh, it has a, a significant economic benefit to the community. What I didn't know is that your race helps private charities raise millions of dollars over these years. Absolutely. We have over 30 official charities that we work with this year, and we'll raise between about a half a million and million dollars directly for those charities through pledge drives. And we've raised, I think, about three and a half million for charities in the last five years. So these years. are runners who sign up with the charities and get people to pledge a certain amount of mile and they run in your race and they, they keep yeah. the money. Yeah, that money then goes directly to the charities. We don't touch it, it just, just goes directly to them. And needless to say, there are great health benefits to running and those who engage in it, and something which I should really uh, address. But uh, you work closely with uh, Long Beach Memorial Hospital and Miller's. Yeah, they do. We, we sincerely believe that Memorial and Miller Children's Hospital, we provide the very best medical aid in the entire country. They bring out the LA County Mobile Hospital, have over 200 staff of doctors wow. and nurses and volunteers out there helping the runners. They do a fabulous job. Well, our community is blessed with very fine health facilities and the fact that they are helping you in your races. Okay, we have a minute or two left. Uh, uh, sum up what, uh, why people should come down to the race. Well, it's just it's a wonderful, we really believe we're the third largest event in the city. You know, a lot of great benefits to being active and involved. There's something for everybody. There's the full marathon for the intense runners, the half marathon that you can even walk. There's the Run Forest Run 5K. You can ride the bike tour just to ride it for fun. And we have an absolutely free Aquarium of the Pacific Kids Run on Saturday, the day before, Beautiful. for up to 2,000 kids. And even if you're not running in any of those, you can come down and enjoy the post-finish line party? Absolutely. We have 50,000 people at our finish line festival. Come watch, see people hugging and cheering, and very inspirational. It's very uplifting, and my view is you don't have to win to win. I think anyone who finishes 
is a huge winner. Yeah, it's so motivational individually. Yeah. Those interested, please have them go to runlongbeach.com. We'd uh, love them to participate or just come down or come, come down. out and cheer. Okay. We're putting up the website right at the end of the segment. John, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you on race day. Thank you. Okay. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Supported by Edison International. Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation. Part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on, we're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm-weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life, powered by Edison. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. This is Audrey Kerr, sharing with you just one of the 100 centennial moments we chose to mark this special occasion. Oil extraction in the harbor once caused the ground to sink by as much as 30 feet or more in some parts of the harbor. The solution to this subsidence, pumping salt water into the ground to keep it from sinking, is considered by all an engineering wonder. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. We're back, joined now by Professor Craig Smith, director of the Center for First Amendment Studies, a frequent guest, and welcome back. It's good to be back. There's an exciting project on campus these next semesters, the B Word Project. Tell us about it. Well, there was a grant, a call for grant applications by the Doris Duke Foundation asking campuses to come up with ways in which they could involve themselves with their communities better. And we submitted a proposal that centers on the issue of censorship in America, educating the public about that, what can be censored, what should be censored, what shouldn't be censored. And we got funded, uh, one of the few across the country. And so we, over the next three semesters, we will be pursuing the uh, B-Word project, as we called it, for band, uh, and looking at different acts, a aspects of censorship. And Michelle Roberger from the Carpenter Center was, uh, was very instrumental in applying for that grant. There, she headed the steering committee, of which yeah. I was a member, that yes. uh, put the grant together. And we have different parts. The theater department's doing something. The film department's doing something. My Center for First Amendment Studies is doing something. There's going to be a lot of involvement in the community. And uh, as you said, there were, there were dozens and dozens of campuses that applied, and, and we were one of the few that, to get the grant. That's right. That's Wonderful. Right. Well, congratulations yeah. to all involved. Now, 
You uh, are participating, I know, in this film series. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm doing a film series at the Art Theater, which is uh, right near 4th and Cherry on 4th Street. And what I'm doing is I'm lecturing on the blacklisted artists that uh, made great films. So the McCarthy era. During type. the McCarthy era. And blacklisting was done both by the government and by the Hollywood industries themselves. They did it to themselves to look good to the government. They were intimidated by McCarthy. And it's one of the sad moments in our history. Uh, Dalton Trumbo, for example, was one of those people. Uh, he wrote the movie Spartacus. Carl uh, uh, Foreman was another one. He wrote High Noon. Uh, uh -huh. He was called off the set and blacklisted while they were filming High Noon, and that's the one I'm going to be lecturing on on October 4th. Um, we're looking at a film called The Little Foxes, which is based on the play by Lillian Hellman, who was an avowed Stalinist, and of course the paramour of uh, Dashiell Hammett. Um, another film we're looking at is called uh, Storm Siege. It stars Betty Davis as a librarian who's oh, under God. siege from oh, the McCarthyists. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's every other uh, Tuesday night starting October 4th at 7 o'clock in the Art Theater. And can people just walk up? Or they need to register. It's free, but they need to register with the College of Professional Studies okay. uh, just so we have a head count because uh, the theater holds 300 people and we can't have more than that there. And we'll put up a website later where you can register if you want to go. And I know. Woody Allen in the front is on the list. That's the last film we're going to do. And uh, I actually ran into Woody Allen on the streets of Rome where he's making another movie and where I was teaching this summer and talked to him a little bit about it. But the front is the story of the man they used to pretend to write the scripts. There was a man named Robert Rich who actually got an Academy Award for writing for a script he didn't write. that he didn't write. And they, they eventually, many years later, they corrected it. But nobody had ever heard of Robert Rich and he got the Academy Award. Oh, that's hysterical. <clears throat> yeah. That's hysterical. Well, closely related to that, is the Distinguished Speaker Series, which I know you are familiar with because you've been our panelist each year. And this year we're bringing Juan Williams. Yeah, the terrific reporter, uh, was uh, at one network and now is at another. Juan uh, was a reporter at National Public Radio and got fired for some remarks he made. And then the woman president who fired him got fired for firing him. He was before and continues as a Fox News commentator. Uh, he's an award-winning Washington Post columnist and a New York Times best-selling author. And he just came out with his book, Muzzled, uh, The Assault Against uh, Free Debate in Politics. And uh, your view, uh, uh, well, is, I, I, is, you know, I, this is one of those cases where political correctness has been carried over into the broadcast medium and into the news. And that's, that's really unfortunate because people have a right to their opinions. Uh, they can be controversial, but as long as they're not libelous or slanderous or treasonous, uh, they're free to say what they want to say. And Juan Williams was not employed by National Public Radio as a reporter. He was employed as a commentator. So to censor his commentary seemed, you know, very, very unusual. And it, and it kind of verified for some people that NPR has a leftist leaning to it because the remark he made sounded sort of conservative and that got NPR in a lot of trouble. He's lectured on other college campuses and uh, the reports we got were very, very positive. So we're thrilled to have Juan Williams coming on Thursday, October 20th. 
Get your tickets now. We'll put the website up, www Distinguished Speaker Series. We also welcome any sponsorships. And this is the fifth year we've been running the program. And just speak, you've been to every past program. Just give our viewers a sense of what goes on. Well, it's very exciting. The speaker comes over and speaks at the Carpenter Center, gives a major address. Uh, that's followed by questions from a group of panelists, and you've been nice enough to have me on that panel every year. Uh, we ask some telling questions, we hope, uh, to expand on what the speaker said. Um, and you also take questions from the audience, which can be very exciting. And so it's, it's a night of, of learning and uh, exploring with, with major people. I mean, you've had yeah. some big names, Ariana Huffington. And Ariana was our last year's guest, yeah. and a lot of folks enjoyed that. Well, thank you for participating in the panel. And uh, there's also a book signing at the end of the evening. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. We have exhibits, music, no-host light refreshments. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very special evening. And it should tie well into the B-Word project. It's, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll be back. But first we have to pause for these messages. Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! All right, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. We're back, continuing this great conversation with Craig Smith. Craig is a prolific author uh, and has just come out with his 16th book. That's right. Entitled, A First Amendment Profile of the Supreme Court. Uh, tell us about what the book involves. Well, the book uh, looks at each justice of the Supreme Court in terms of their rulings on First Amendment cases. So freedom of expression, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly. Uh, the right to petition the government for your grievances. And then we do a profile of each justice based on our analysis of how they ruled in those cases. 
Do you find that some justices uh, have more empathy for the First Amendment when the subject of the First Amendment is certain subjects, such as uh, politics or national security? Yeah, it depends on the justice. For example, Chief Justice Roberts is very much in favor of political speech and protecting political speech at almost any cost. Um, other justices are very much in favor of commercial speech and the right of corporate speakers uh, to be protected and to participate in the system. For example, uh, earlier we had the decision Citizens United uh, versus the uh, Federal Election Commission, yes. and that 5-4 decision allows corporations and unions now to advertise in federal elections, which they weren't allowed to do prior to that. That overturned almost 100 years of precedent. As you know, as originally interpreted, the First Amendment did not apply to commercial speech advertising. It was just addressed to uh, political speech, and it was by subsequent Supreme Court decision that it was expanded to include commercial speech. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that, because the first ruling that restricted commercial speech was in 1942 in the Christensen versus Valentine case. But if you look at the original intent of the founders, the, the papers that printed the Declaration of Independence had advertising in them, and that's what was being protected. So up until 1942, the assumption actually was that commercial speech was as, value, as valuable as political speech. And then in 1975, the Supreme Court overturned the 1942 decision and returned to protecting commercial speech. And it, it was particularly involved with things like advertising of abortion clinics, Yes. advertising of pharmaceutical prices and things like that that would help consumers. It always impressed me that uh, corporations seem to have the best of both worlds. They have all of the rights of human beings, you and me. They are artificial people and they are, get the protection of constitutional clauses that affect you and me, but they don't have the responsibilities. Well, I agree, and I, th I think there is some controversy about whether they really should be protected in terms of their speech. Remember, this was only a 5-4 decision. The 14th Amendment, which pulls the Bill of Rights through and applies it to people, uh, it says persons. It doesn't say corporations. So there, you know, if, if you have one judge, a conservative, resign from the court and is replaced by a liberal, this could flip the other way, sure. and they could say corporates, corporations are not persons, and therefore they don't have the same rights that persons do. Let me flip the <clears throat> subject for a second. The classic tug of war in constitutional theory is between those that believe in judicial restraint, yeah. Scalia and others, Frankfurter, and judicial activism. It's a living document. We have to adapt it to the needs of our times. Right. Um, there's, they're both respectable people on both sides, respect. Where do you come out of that? Well, let me tell you a fascinating story about that because I think, I think it's just remarkable. Uh, Hugo Black, who was a, a judge in Alabama, was appointed to the Supreme Court. A former Ku Klux Klan member. A former Ku Klux Klan member, member and he had to apologize. Champion. He went on radio in 1936 and all of that. But uh, Hugo Black opposed judicial restraint. So he opposed Frankfurter, even though both were appointed by FDR to the court. And what he did to make his case was to go back and append to a decision a 35-page paper on original intent. And the original intent of the founders, he argued, was not judicial restraint. That position 
on original intent has been appropriated from Hugo Black by the conservatives that are on the court now, oh, which God. is absolutely fascinating to me. Oh, God. So uh, I, I believe that you use original intent to interpret things that are hard to understand. Otherwise, you go with the plain reading of the Constitution. That's just my personal bias. Um, I, I worry about making the uh, um, Constitution too flexible because then you know, it begins to be stretched and plasticized and can be used for almost any purpose, and that concerns me. On the other hand, you need some flexibility because we've gone from a, an agrarian society at the founding to a major world power, right. and obviously there needs to be some changes. Right, and you know, I would, I would advise your readers to look at Thomas Jefferson's approach to this question and Alexander Hamilton's approach to this question, because Hamilton was the activist and Jefferson believed in judicial restraint. And over time, we've kind of switched over. Okay. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Universities are places for thoughtful inquiry and discussion of important ideas, and probably no institutions uh, need the First Amendment more than, than universities do. And, and we have a real giant here on our campus, Dr. Craig Smith, who is a true expert on the First Amendment and uh, adds a lot of luster to our campus, Craig, and we thank you for that. Uh, your thoughts going into the future, are you an optimist or a pessimist? I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but thank God for academic freedom. It does allow us to pursue ideas the way we want to, even in the face of political correctness, which tries to censor us. Yeah, and there are people who want to eliminate tenure, and there are abuses of tenure, but it, it does 
give you the right to say something that's not unpopular, which if it, you didn't have tenure, you'd be 86th. Well, even people with tenure were 86th <laughs> during the McCarthy era. If yeah. they took the Fifth Amendment, they were fired, and tenure didn't protect them. Yeah. So sometimes tenure is a little overrated, I think. Well, Craig, thanks for joining us, and thanks for all your work on our campus. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.